Listeners, as you know, last week our episode on the pajama game ran a little long, so we've broken it into two. So enjoy this week's conclusion of our squeeing about how wonderful the pajama game is. Fussy, fussy, fussy! So I'm not at all in I'm not at all in love. So she's admitting, like, maybe a little. And that's super cute. And she's eating an apple and everything. And then... She's eating an apple, like, the entire movie. Yeah. Which is... It's good stage business. Yeah, it's Um, fine. It was just noticeable. I mean, I guess that was the point. Definitely more in the first act. That's true. Like, the first act than later on. And then Sid calls her up and asks her out aggressively. And then she's like, no, I'm the grievance committee. You're the superintendent. That's a bad idea. And she, there it is. <laughs> and she leaves. And then Sid sings, hey there, which yes. is, lovely. It is lovely. And it's got a great gimmick because he's recording himself as he's on his memo machine. Take a memo. And so he sings into the so recording we see a machine. Very familiar bit <laughs> from Holiday Inn. Jenny's the one like, "Where's his turkey?" <laughs> yeah, I just he starts playing it back and and starts basically giving one-liners after each line of the song. He's listening and, to himself sing it and commenting. And, and I just went like, "Didn't we see this somewhere before? Like we've seen this bit, right?" <laughs> and Jenny's like, "Yeah, where's his turkey?" Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. So, yeah, he's listening to himself sing it back, and he's like, you're an idiot. Shut up, you. You'll never learn until he starts singing with it so he does a duet with himself. Yeah, so I like the talking back thing. I think Bing Crosby did that part better. Um, I agree. I kind of liked that better in Holiday Inn. But when he starts doing the duet with himself, I was like, I like all of this. (laughs) On board. On board. That's pretty great. Um, and uh, his voice, he had such an amazing voice. His it daughter, really does, yeah. his daughter is Bonnie Raitt, of course. And the two she of them, this, they have the same voice. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and John Raitt was co- doing concerts up into his 80s, Holy like shit. he would still do concerts. And he and Bonnie would con- do they would perform together a lot, even though they're very different styles of singers. They loved singing together. Ah, I wish That's I awesome. wish I'd gone. Yeah, I wish I could have gotten a ticket to that. Mm. Make a note when I get my time machine. <laughs> uh, so the next, oh, we totally skipped over "Trust Her," which is Eddie Foy's big number. That is, yeah, that one's so fun. It's so good. So Heinze, Eddie Foy is dating Gladys, Gladys Carol Haney. Carol Haney is adorable, and anytime she looks, talks to, touches. Is five feet within a man. Heinze's like, you're sleeping with him, aren't you? She's also a little flirty. She is a little flirty, a but... A little... Yeah. Well, not so... Uh, to me, in no, the she, beginning, in the she's beginning, not beginning. She's not super flirty. She is... Um, she's on par with the rest of the women who are kind of drooling over, um, over Sid coming in. The hunk of guy. But she doesn't get... Super thirsty for a bit. <laughs> for a bit. And then she does, and it's <laughs> the best. Um, what you said was, thirsty Carol Haney is the best. Yeah. 
I stand by that. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, um, so Gladys is leaving a note for Sid, and Heinzie sees her. He's like, what are you writing? What are you writing? What are you writing? She's like, here. And he's like, and it's just numbers for Before the Before that, she says... Read it and then what is it like? Go kill cut yourself. Your, like cut your cut throat. Your, cut your throat. Like, read it and cut your own throat. Yeah. And so he reads it and it's just numbers for the payroll and she's like, "It's Morse code for I love you," <laughs> which I'm like, "I love you. I yeah. love you, Caroline." And he's like, "You're right. I need to trust. I'm over it. I'll never be jealous again." So Mabel and Heinze sing this song where she's like, "Okay, let's test it out." So here's some fucked up scenarios. <laughs> so you see her they coming increasingly back. more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I, my favorite was coming home late from a date with a bottle of rye, and I'm like, "Okay, I feel called out." Uh, <laughs> yeah, she. I like that she like stumbles and then a bottle of rye falls out. I was like, "Hmm, yep." <laughs> It's fine, guys. I know who I am. And I'm comfortable with myself. And and his refrain is, I would trust her. Yeah. <laughs> when he delivers it more broadly. And then, yeah, increasingly more frustrated the, the and angry. goes on longer yeah. each time. It's so great. One, like, he's so, like, more emotive, like... He's yeah. like at the very like the last scenario. He's like holding like you can, like grabbing that basket, yeah, like iron gripping uh, the basket, yeah. but the, and like her like her sleeve or like at the shoulder. <laughs> he's like gonna like rip the sleeve of her shirt yeah. off. Like. And she's like Heinzie, and he's like, "You're right. I would trust her." Yeah. And then they do a little soft shoe, and it's adorable. Fosse loved choreographing for duets and trios, and I think I mentioned this in an earlier one because, in his own words. When you choreograph for two or three people, they notice the choreography. When you choreograph for one person, they notice the dancer. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that. Oh, I didn't tell you. So when he got the job of choreographer, he called his dad to be like, Dad, I got my first job as a choreographer. And his dad's like, what? You're just going to give your steps away? (laughs) (laughs) Which... Like, that says so like much that. about him. Uh, there was some fucked up shit going on at home there, y'all. Poor, yeah, you know that, because you watch his dance and you're like, you got issues. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. We all benefit from it, but you got issues there, right. buddy. Um, so, uh, after, so then trust her, then hey there. Okay, so then it's the company picnic. Here we go. I love how when that, this is... When that scene starts, we're all like, damn, this looks like an amazing company picnic party, whatever. And by the end, we're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'd go to that. I, I still would, would too. But I it's just like, would. this took a weird turn. <laughs> well, it takes a weird turn when there's the throwaway joke. Except I will say it's not played for a joke. And it is kind of the reality of the time where one of the girls comes up and like her sleeve is awry and her hair's all messed up. And she's like, girls, don't go down in the woods. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Because... And then the other women are like, oh, dear, let's get you put back together. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's right. That's a thing. It blows by really quickly, but everything around it is really light. And it's just sort of a gut punch for like a second. Yeah, and you're it, just, like, it stands oh, out. This is like, real so fucked weird. up. And, yeah, and then they're like, now we're going to go throw knives like, at this other lady. <laughs> on the one hand, I'm like, well, it's the 50s. That's, you know, you got to put up it. But also part of me is like, yeah, it's the 50s. Let's not forget. That's what it really was like. Yeah. Like, we're not going to play it for laughs, and they kind of don't. They're just like, yeah, by the way, this is what it was like to be a woman in the workforce. BT dubs. But you also get to see Prez and May hook up. So cute. They're great. Prez has 
uh, I don't even know how to describe his costume in this. <laughs> um, it's he looks like well, he now's would your, fit now, in. Yeah, now's in, your chance to try. He looks like he would fit in in the fraternity in Revenge of the Nerds. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember his name from the movie, but I was thinking that guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's something. You just have to see it. Most of these costumes are... But they're just clothes, for the most part. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're costumed in that there's uh, very specific color things going on right, and right, style right. things, but... But they're not... Nothing really stands out. Out. Um, there's a few. There's a few uh, Carol Haney dresses <laughs> that are really great, but uh, for the most part, it's it's pretty standard kind of stuff. But this dude is just. He's got yeah. I don't know. It's like the most 1950s shit, like 1950s <laughs> square kind of shit. It's, whew, it's great. But him and May together are very cute. Uh-huh. Um, I like them a lot. Um, so, uh, Sid is like putting the moves on babe again. Like, come on. I like you. You like me. We like each other. We do just admit it so that we can be together. And they kiss and he's like, and she, and he's like, cause I'm here with my girl. I'm happy. She's like, Whoa, we kiss once and I'm your girl, which I like. She's like, you are yeah, making like, so much sense. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually it's like, yeah, I'm totally into you. Let's just be honest. And he's like, yay. And that launches into, and he, that's part of what I like about it is he is in that moment seeing a male character just be giddy at yeah. a woman yes. saying, yes, I like you too. He's like, yes. And it starts the whole once a, once a year day song, which is a huge, big old chorus dance number. Fosse style. Yeah. This is the <laughs> one where the first one where you're like. Oh, there's some weird Fosse shit going on. Yeah, just weird stylings. It um, When we watch How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, I'm going to be interested to compare, like, mm-hmm. these. Because, yeah. That anyway. one has, like, a big chorus one. Yeah. There's some stuff um, there. Yeah. Carol Haney's dancing <laughs> in this is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's just all over the place. <laughs> She's got a, this signature move that then the other women pick up, and it kind of even carries through into other places, too, where she puts one hand on top of her head. Yes. Yeah. And then the other hand sort of, of shoots out at 45 degrees out. with the wrist bent with, with down. With the wrist down, yeah. And she goes, whee! Yeah. And she, of course, contracts because there's a big old Fosse thing. Like, she contracts her torso while she does it. So she curves into it. And she's doing this weird duck walk thing around between <laughs> those. It's very fucking strange. But it's super fun to watch. It is fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Because you're kind of like, what is this? It, it's good because this is supposed to be a very silly number. It's supposed to be everybody just kind of having a good time at this party. Um... It's just silly. And so, like, this very silly dance that she's doing fits in. And then she gets, uh, at, like, there's one part where her and, like, three other people do the very, like, stiff-armed thing as they're taking big steps that's very, very, very fossy. And that's when I, I like I said, I was like, there's the real fossy shit. Like, that's the stuff that I, like, immediately see and identify as, like, that's that has his him written, like, all over it. Yep. Well, and that was the number that Vinny was like, oh, I see what you're talking about. 
we're playing a little bit more with the framing and how the camera moves. Yeah, and the depth I think we, of it. we were both kind of talking yeah, about yeah. Yeah. that. I remember him saying it. I don't remember. Well, just that. I like, ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> just the way that they stage. I mean, there's actual like movement of the camera, like mm-hmm. like both like you know in like zooming in and out, but all like moving along with them, but in a way that's actually using the space. Yep, and not just like a static shot of the choreography. Um, there's also. Um, like medium shots and insert shots and things like that that show you a lot of detail on what's going on, but not at the expense of what's being staged. Yeah. So you still get to see all of this wonderful choreography, but the camera does a great job of directing you to where you should be looking right. without being like, but you can't see this other shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the Fosse biography described it in a fun way of it's it's still a proscenium shot, which mm-hmm. is the classic framing, but he keeps moving the proscenium to where yeah oh yeah like, that is so a good way to, that is it's a good not way to always it. just front on and then he'll switch to more of a side view of like let's look at it from this way and now we're gonna come over at this angle as they continue to move and I was like yeah I can see that but there's even weird stuff like there's the two women that are like locked with each other rolling over the other and that shot from like kind of above which is a very unconventional shot for a musical um, at least what we've watched so far that's yeah. like. Oh, that's cool. Like, that's not what you think of when you think, especially this era of musical. Well, it's Stanley Donen. Yeah. I should look up who the cinematographer was. I didn't. Um, I, what I noticed was in uh, I Should Trust Her is that the whole first, at least first version chorus, the camera was actually down and shooting mm-hmm. up at them mm-hmm. at a slight angle. And it, it made it different. I liked, I was like, oh, this, yeah, this adds a weird intimacy to it. Like, we're all hunkered down talking together. Mm, I like it. So, yeah, once a year day is big and wild. Goofy yeah. And it's one that you definitely, like, I will be watching that a few more times. <laughs> um, because there is so much going on. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's doing, literally everybody's doing something different. And <laughs> I, I get frustrated because all the women have the big 50s skirts with the with the petticoats. And I'm like, mm-hmm. take your clothes off. I want to see what your legs are doing. Yeah, it does kind of, it makes it difficult to see all the movement. Like, Sorry, it just, that just makes me think of them telling Eddie Floor, like, take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Take your pants off. This is what I do when I sell them. Well. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Okay. I, uh. I, ha- I have some questions about your sales tips and technique. <laughs> Speaking of harassment, right? I feel like we've opened ourselves up for a lawsuit. Uh, so after Once a Year Day, they are now a couple, mm-hmm. and they're at her house and where we meet some her. some time has passed. Yeah, it's unclear, uh, but their time has passed. It's not immediate. Jenny's like, wait, how long have they been like together? Next I was with Jenny on that, too, because I was kind of like, this seems very like, is this later that night? Or what? <laughs> like because, the next night? Yeah. Well, especially because they had the thing that we talked about where he's, she's like, you kissed me once and now, like, you're in love with me or whatever. And then, like, immediately they cut to this and he's like, so you want to bang now that your dad's gone? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's some time later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, because it's like at the end of that, isn't it the end of that number where they're, they both say I love you to each other? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, like I also it's probably a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I mean, guessing that's probably the act break. Actually, uh, Steam Heat was the act two opener. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So much, much like Guys and Dolls, the Act One break is him firing her. Okay. So then they cut out a lot of the second act for the movie. Yeah, they, I remember they cut four songs. If you if you notice, Steam Heat is that's late that, in the movie. That's late in the movie, and there's no songs after until we get to Seven and a Half Cents. Yeah. Except for her reprise, her her sad reprise of Hey There. Right. That's yeah. it. Huh. The song list I'm looking at shows Hernando's Hideaway, but that's before. Oh, shit. I forgot to write Hernando's. Is that after Steam Heat? It's after Steam Heat. Okay. I just forgot to write it down because I got so into it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because Hernando's Hideaway is It's great. I love Um, it. Um, No, that's just me being a dipshit. Uh, It also could have gone either way in my mind. (laughs) I love small talk. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's so flirty and yes. sexy, and it's about a man like chasing not like but not in a harassing, creepy way. Like, hey, girl, I like you, and she's like, I don't know, I got no time for you right now. <laughs> I want myself an omelet. It's kind of a weird power dynamic mm-hmm. between the two, where like she's actually the one that holds the power at yeah. this point, and that's why I like it. Yeah, and uh, and it's so racy for the time because. They're very clearly going to get it oh, on yeah. at the end of the number, and they are not married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. And they tell each other, they, and then, I love you, I love you. And she's like, I have concerns. You're the management, and I'm with the union, and we've got this issue. You know what? Let's not worry about it. Let's just be in love. Ah, you're a convincing man. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> and we go... Almost immediately from that, right? Doesn't it pretty much fade out the end yeah. of that song and straight into them in the car? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They come back from a date and he's like, is it good? And she's like, it's great. Yeah. And then tell me. I love you. Tell me again. I love you. Tell me some she's more. She's so fucking good in that. When right? she's just like I mean, jumping. they both are, but yeah. But like when she's like jumping up higher in the car and like basically screaming in his face, like, tell me again. I was like... Oh, she's wonderful. And then he, like, hops out of the car and gets into his thing. And, and it's my favorite. Well, I have a lot of favorites. I love this song. I think it's adorable. I do, too. I mean, you so typically get a love duet that's all, I love you. This and place, it's so silly. Like, <laughs> Tell me you love me. I got to hear it some more. There once was a man <laughs> who loved a woman. Yeah, it's it's the vocal cues. It, it, it it's me, got like, this I, weird yodely thing. I, yeah, I when it started, I was like, "What? <laughs> What's happening now? <laughs> what? What are we doing? Is this going to be a like? I thought it was going to be like serious, sort of not like ballady type love song, but still like it's not." like your normal sort of love song. I don't know that I can compare this to anything. Uh, because it's so weird. love song like it. Yeah. yeah. And then the fact that he's doing all this and it feels almost um, uh, like a, a boasting song. Like it almost feels like he's bragging about how much he loves her. And you're, I'm kind of like, man, whatever. And then she jumps in and does the same thing. And I'm like, okay, I get this now. Yeah. Um, and there's so much great they uh, their um, 
like staging together is great. Mm-hmm. There's the one. There's the part where she's like says something about like swimming, uh-huh. and she like jumps up and he is holding her while she's like backstroking. <laughs> um, and there's so much just little sort little of like playful, playful move. Yeah, where she like throws her leg up and he catches like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is wonderful. Like it's adorably staged. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really is. And uh, it feels very very playful and very flirty. Yeah, and so it's a it's a showstopper. I yeah. love it. Like, I once saw. Okay, so I directed theater for high schools, and did you? You've never mentioned it. Yeah, I know. And uh, I'm surprised I didn't know. I that. did Guys and Dolls. <laughs> I directed kids in Guys and Dolls and Kiss Me Kate. And then I was I had picked out Pajama Game for the next year, and they opted not to hire me. They went with somebody else, and he ruined it. He did. I was very mad. Among other things, he cut out There Once Was a Man, and he made it a curtain call number number for the whole chorus. And I'm like, who put you in charge of shit? You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Wait, he made There Once Was a Man into it? Yeah, he cut it from where it is in the show and put it as a, everybody sings it during the curtain call number. Uh. What? Exactly. <laughs> That's a duet. Yeah. What? That doesn't make any fucking... I know. Because, like, obviously... Um, it was a problem. It was a problem. The, what? What's the last... It's not actually on my list. The last number that they do in the, the movie would the be... The pajama like, game. Is it the pajama game? Okay. It's, yeah, like it's... The, Where they're singing... Yeah, because yeah. they're singing yeah. about... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's clearly the curtain call number. Yeah. Nope. That's what they do. There once was a man. Too. I mean, they do use it as one in the movie, but like, duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would you take this dude? He, he thought it was dumb. He's fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know this man was dumb. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of problems. Oh, he he staged a production I'm, of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. This was <laughs> clearly years ago a thing I was not involved in, and I am mad. <laughs> <laughs> he staged a production of Midsummer Night's Dream where when the two young couples are quarreling, I swear to God, they stood there for five minutes and nobody moved and they just delivered their lines. And I was squirming in my seat because I was just like, why is nothing happening? Oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. That was a thing that happened. Yeah, he should not be put in charge of anything. Mm-hmm. So let's Agreed. move on. Um, fuck that guy. Moving fuck, on. Fuck that guy. So... Uh, the racing with the clock reprise. Yeah, so they do the slowdown. <laughs> yeah. Because the the owner's not budging. They're like, fine, we'll do a slowdown. And they do the slow-mo racing with the clock. And he, and Sid comes in and is like, you signed a contract. And it may not be a fair one, and it may not be the one you want. But that is the contract. A day's work for a day's wages. Stop it. And she sabotage. She wrecks the machine. Who did this? I did. You're fired. I gotta fire you. I so what I like about that is that a few things. I like the way that he plays that because it's not fuck you, you're fired. It's not like real melodramatic. It's just very matter of flat matter of fact that he's like, you yeah. know what, you said that you did it, so now I have to fire you. Yeah, just the job. And like, yeah, bye. they they both play go. it great, and yeah. she has this moment of like. I am? No, of course I am. 
I should go. And she doesn't cause a scene. She doesn't do... It's just like, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, she's clearly upset, but she doesn't... Yeah, she just leaves. And I'm like, yeah, excellent. People being adults. Look at this adult couple being adult. And all of their problems are not manufactured bullshit of people not communicating. It's there's a real conflict between you. This is enjoyable. Yeah, and also the fact that they knew... From the get-go. She said it. Yeah, she has those reservations from the beginning. He's been like, it's not a big deal, but like, he's not a dummy either. He had to have known that like, this was... Yeah, but I like her. Yeah. And she likes me. And we're in love. Worth the risk. We sang a couple of love songs after all. Yeah. So, yeah, so she gets fired. I yodeled to her. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sign of love. Right? (laughs) So then we come to the act two opener. So, <laughs> little history on this, because Fosse Apocalypse. So, originally there was a big old Act 2, the opening of Act 2 was a ballet more in the style of DeMille and the Dream Ballet from Oklahoma, because that's what you did in Broadway. And uh, Abbott was like... I mean, I, I would have I watched that. Abbott was like, I hate it, it's got to go. Give me something, it, it's a rally, it's a rally for, for the union, like give me a pep rally number. And Fosse's like... I can do that. <laughs> and he went to the composer and is like, what do you got? And the composer's like, I, oh, God, I got nothing. I mean, I have this one song I wrote, but I hate it. Well, what is it? And the composer had literally locked himself in a bathroom as just a challenge exercise for himself. And he said he gave himself 30 minutes to write a song about sinks, toilets, something. <laughs> something in the bathroom. You know, like you do. And he wrote, Steam Heat. And Fosse went, oh, fuck yeah, I can do something with that. And he took out his featured dancers and was like, originally it was going to be like three dancers, three singers. He's like, fuck the singers, just the dancers. And we got Steam Heat. (laughs) Yes, we did. Which is the number from the show. And it is probably the first full number that is pure Fosse. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Um, one thousand percent. Yes. Somebody's quoted. It might be Gwen Verdon saying, "Bob could have been any one of those dancers on the stage." That was the first time you saw a dance and went, "That's that's what Bob Fosse would do." Right? Yeah, yeah. And they have what it like. First off, they come out. Um, it's Carol Haney and two dudes. Um, yeah. uh, and. They are in what you think of as the Fosse look. Um, they're in the suits, the bowler, um, the the high yep short high, pants, short yeah. pants with contrasting colored uh, you know their white socks with the black pants and and black shoes. And they just it's like oh yeah that's I mean we're gonna see that a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and they're all in very Fosse poses. Uh huh. They're kind of frozen, and they're just very angular. Lots of isolations. Yes. So it even starts yeah. with, I'm going to look, I'm going to put my head down, I'm going to look, I'm going to look at you, we're all going to look front. And that's like that's a whole sequence is just everybody looking at each other and then looking front. Mm-hmm. And it's all very small movements a lot of the time, like little tiny steps with little shrugs, and we're and bent back kind of in weird positions. Perky jerky. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and little sh- kind of Shimmies. shuffles. <laughs> little shuffles forward. And and then all these hat tricks. 
They yes. practice those for hours. Well, we saw these last week. Yeah. In the alley dance. Right. Uh, as soon as I pulled the hats off, I was like, ah, we did this. Here yeah, we are. Twerp? Yeah. And, like, I still am like, I don't even know how you do that. That, like, flip? Like, yeah. Like, you, you, you pop a hat up and it flips over and you catch it up top yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Practice. And, and, and to do that night after night. Reliably, multiple yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> because I will tell you, as somebody who's danced with a lot of props on stage, there will always be the one performance where you miss. Right. <laughs> and I know. Only one? Carol Haney probably doesn't. One time I did a dance with a hula hoop. It was. <laughs> it it, it got away. Well, huh? It got away from me. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> it just it got away from me, guys. I chased it. I had to chase it. It's not as bad as the one person in my production of Chicago who had a cane, dropped it, and it went all the way into the pit. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was all the way down, and I was just like, and you, they kind of lunged for it, and then it was like, I guess I'm going to do the rest of the number without a cane. <laughs> just, yeah, fake it. Fake it till you make it. Um, so this one, this one is shot more. This was just somebody on stage dancing. This yeah. is the more traditional. This is the most traditional dance. I mean, shooting they, wise, we just say they, like, they, yeah. they kind of shift side to side, but it bit. is it is a performance on a stage in the movie, so yes. it makes sense to shoot it right as a performance. So also, well, I, mean, I think it's like you, it, it really ha- it focuses you, more on the, the it's, choreography. So it's it, how it's meant to be seen. Yeah, don't right. fuck with it. That's what I was gonna say. So I think it helps a lot. It also helps that this is a fucking nonsense song. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're singing about. Because he, I can't focus on that because I'm trying to figure out. Literally the whole time I'm watching it, I'm going, who looks at human bodies and goes, this is how they should move. Because it's so weird. Bob Fosse does. Yeah, fucking clearly. <laughs> so Abbott loved the number, but he cut it because it was slowing down the show. And From- he wasn't wrong. He cut it from the stage? Yeah, the stage version. When, when, like, the first time it was ever performed for an audience in their first preview, it got a standing ovation. Uh-huh. And Abbott cut it because it slowed down the beginning of Act Two. He's like, yeah, it's a great number, but it's slowing down the pace of the show. And Jerome Robbins fought him for weeks on the road. Really? And so while they were on the road, the number came back. And that's another reason why Bob Fosse really admired Jerome Robbins. He went to back for it. up for it. So they eventually put it back in the show? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. It was a showstopper. That's so why I was like, why is it but, in the movie if they cut it from the show? But, but yeah. I mean, you can see it has nothing to do with anything oh. else in the show except be awesome. Yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a good way to, it, for starting the second act, like, it's a good way to get everybody back from intermission and be like, hey, we're doing this thing and it's exciting and like. Yeah, I could see it. I could see that. I. I like it because it's not, specifically because it's not related to the plot, that it's just like, hey, and, uh, like, everybody, it's like, it's a number that gets you really engaged and draws you into the show, and you don't have to pay attention to what they're doing. It's just watching them dance, and fucking Carol Haney. Okay, Carol Haney is, I don't want to be mean, she's kind of a strange-looking woman. Uh, No, she's got a really... She looks like Elf- a cartoon character. Yeah, she's got yeah. an elfin face. She has a very big overbite. Yeah. And when she does the like, tss, uh, of the steam, 
Um, I don't know. There's something about the shape of just her and the way that she makes the sound that it's is just, just a very big mouth. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> like it's so good, and I'm just like, how lucky to have this person doing this thing because it's like that she was made to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, and because she'd worked with Fosse so much before, when he was actually staging it, she was also like immediately giving feedback, like, nah, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Like, mm, no, mm. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Steam Heat. Uh, like, there's no way to describe it. Honest to God, just fucking watch it. We'll put it in the show notes because it it is one of the most iconic of Fosse's numbers. There are a lot of iconic Fosse numbers. This is one of the first. I was going to say, there's another number that this kind of reminds me of that we'll see in Damn Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other really, really, really iconic set on the stage Fosse number. Fosse um, ripped himself off, knew he was ripping himself off, and beat himself up for ripping himself yeah. off. <laughs> oh, like, all I ever do is just copy myself. Somebody's going to figure it out eventually. Right. Yeah, but it, they're all good. We don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was as soon as they started dancing, I was like, oh, yeah, this this feels a lot like, I don't even remember, the, I don't know the name of the song. Uh, who but, puts the, the pain in the mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I also thought, I mean, was still Steam wonderful. Heat, I, I've, I hadn't seen the, the, the choreography before, but I've definitely heard the song mm-hmm. and, I, and I know that it's been, you know, like covered and redone. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised. I didn't realize this is where it well, and originated. Like you recognize Hernando's hideaway. Hey there. Um, hey there. I'm yeah. not at all in love. That was another one. Like, is this where this from? That was Jenny noticed that one. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. There's one. I feel like there's one other one in here. Maybe it was Steam Heat. I was just like, I, I know this, I knew the song. It was Hernando's Hideaway that you heard at the beginning. I heard Hernando's Hideaway during, like, the opening credits, and I was like, oh, this is from that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a fun, so, and that's the next one. So, yeah, it must, in be, terms, it must have been Steam Heat that was the other, because there were in, definitely yeah. a few, like, three that I was like, oh, I know this from, I didn't know this. In terms of the plot, the big thing is that uh, Gladys, uh, there is this ledger that the boss is super like, nobody looks at that ledger! Why is my book out? Yeah. And she's like, I've got it locked. And the keys around my neck. Nobody sees it but me. And so it's becoming very clearly like there's something going on. And mm-hmm. John Raitt is like, Gladys, I need to look in that book. She's like, no. Gladys, I need to look in that book. No. How about I take you out tonight? Well, okay. <laughs> Where do you want to go? I know a place. Yeah. <laughs> and it launches into Hernando's hideaway. And you get a whole... Solo Olé. solo section of just Carol Haney dancing around with John Raitt, and it's so cute. It's she wonderful. is all thirsty about it. She's super thirsty <laughs> in this number, and so many great physical stylings. Yeah. And then it goes into this must have been amazing on stage. It goes into this whole because the whole point is that it's it's dark and it's a secret, and people are like stumbling around in the dark trying to find each other. So that's how it was staged. Everybody had these little electric flame lights that they would turn on and while they were looking for each other. So whenever they would sing their line, they'd turn it on. Poopsie! <laughs> yeah, Poopsie. everyone was looking for Poopsie. <laughs> Poopsie! And then they're singing and then trying to find each other. And then they all turn on the lights and sing. And then the lights come up and they're all posed. Yeah. Like, it's it goofy good yeah. fun. It's goofy good fun. And that's when we come into the scene <laughs> where Carol Haney's drunk. Taking shots of gin. And Is that gin? Yes. Yep. <laughs> You're right. 
Um, oh, okay. So the um, first part of that, the right, is it when they're in the office for Hernando's hideaway? Mm-hmm. Is when she's in the? Is that when she's in the black dress? The either no. black or dark gray dress with the orange. Uh, yeah, I think that's in that scene. Yes, it's right, it's right before yes. that where, yes. where he there the part where he's got his pants off and all that, and she's wearing. And then yes. they go, yeah, 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 it's yeah the yeah. same dress. So that's. That's I it. like that dress a lot. Yeah. Well, and then you had like, a nice flip of an uh, of a complimentary petticoat when she would move. Right. I was like, ooh, that looks good. I was like, that's great. That looks good on her. Um, then we actually get into Hernando's hideaway. This is the best costume in it's a the blue, entire movie. Is it a blue dress with green or a yes, green dress with blue? It's a blue dress with green. It's got a green trim, and part of the trim along the top um, bodice edge is these little dangling puff balls of floofy green and this long green tail hanging from her back. Yes. Yeah. And it looks great. And she is drunk and... A lot of um, the movements that go with playing drunk um, means that it's just her uh, puffballs <laughs> jangling around <laughs> everywhere, and it's wonderful. <laughs> and John Ray's like, she's like, what? And he said, I told you. I told you what, what we're going to do here. I'm going to get you, what was it, fried. Fried, I'm yeah. going to get you fried and take your key. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, you can't have it. Have another drink. Okay. <laughs> Until she's like, he's like, no, I'm depressed. Because Babe comes in babe and he's like, in. oh, yep. shoot. I'm with Gladys. She's going to think I'm with Gladys, but I'm only here with Gladys because I'm getting her drunk, but to steal her key. Anyway. And he's like, oh, no, I got to hide. What's wrong? I'm I'm depressed. You're repressed? Oh, here, don't be repressed. <laughs> here, have my key. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad. I feel like this was a dirty trick. Ah, it's fine. She also jingles the key in front of him like he's a toddler. <laughs> She's like, look at the key. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and then she does the classic, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Thunk. Thunk. Yeah. Under the table. Twice. Yeah, because... Uh, Babe comes into Warner that Heinze saw her with Sid and is out for blood. Right. And so, yeah, when she comes in, she goes, I'm okay. I'm going to take another nap. And then goes, I was like, cool. We liked that bit so much. We needed to do it again. Missed the third one, though. Yeah. And so then the next scene, Sid has looked through the ledger, figured out what's been going on. And he's trying to call everybody together. Oh, and he calls. I was going to say, bef- before this, uh, while they're at Hernando's hideaway, when they're dancing and she's trying to hide from Heinze. <laughs> Um, and she's like using the arm like to hide behind is great comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's well staged for sure. Um, so he calls in the union people. I think I'll have something for you tonight. Can you just hold off on declaring the strike until I get there? Sure. And then he, he's like, get the boss in here. I want to talk to him. And then between that is when Heinze is trying to straight up murder Gladys and him. By yes. throwing knives. <laughs> yeah. And then the boss walks in. Oh my god, it's the Chicago mom trying to kill me. It'll do finally. This is also great Carol Haney physical comedy. Yeah. Every time some every time something happens, she goes, Rah! 
and throws her arms up in the air and spins around, and it's wonderful. The whole scene with the boss, she has a um, a sewing dummy, for? a sewing dummy uh, that she's hiding behind, and every now and then she'll peer out a little too far, or she needs to go get something off of the desk, and so she takes it and like <laughs> moves it with her. It's great. I love every second of what she's doing in that. It's pretty great. So eventually, Heinze, you're being an ass, go away. So those two go away, and then he talks to the boss. You put the raise on the books months ago. We're going to figure this out. And then we cut to the rally, and they sing their song, Seven and a Half Cents. Just seven and a half cents doesn't mean a heck of a lot. And the end. <laughs> and, and oh, but what we could do with that money, especially over time, we're going to make so much money. And then Sid comes in. He's like, the boss has got something to say. I believe in compromise. Here's your raise, just no back pay. Yay, we won. And everybody gets together. It, they everything never, wraps up real quick. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like boom, done. boom, boom, done. Well, it's an Abbott formula. Why are we lingering? Let's just be happy. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And then we get the final, like, everybody's happy, and they do a fashion show in their pajamas, and it's super cute. Done. And that's when everyone comes back on and sings There Once Was a Man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, this is this going to give me nightmares. I have to say, I really... <laughs> I think it's going to give you nightmares. You're going to wake up I was like, even, yeah. oh, my God, why would you do How that? How dare he? I really love the, uh, the costume of... So in the final number, the pajama game number, there's the one guy who's kind of who's speaking, and he has the red um, night shirt, night shirt <laughs> with the like stocking hat, the nightcap, yeah, but shoes, socks, and the little sock garters. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it is quite a look. <laughs> it's the best style, grace, and comfort, and it's um, May, Prez, and Mabel. No, not Mabel. Who is it? Because Mabel already came out mm-hmm. with her, like, pajamas are even better than a dress. Um, yeah, I don't remember it's just one of the other. Is. It's yeah. just one of the other chorus girls. Oh, it's Poopsie. It is Poopsie. It's yeah, Poopsie yeah. Prez okay. and May. And May's like, and I'm comfort. <laughs> and she's adorable. And then you get, woo, John Raitt with his shirt off. That was kind of surprising. And, it's it's and, Doris Day wearing the pajama top and then him wearing the pajama bottoms. Yeah, and they make it clear they're married now. They would have to be otherwise. That's yeah. just us. Us. <laughs> us. So, um, okay, was there anything else you want to talk about with this? Do you see why I think, like, I'm a, shocked nobody does this show anymore. Yeah, it's, that's People what I do was, guys and dolls all the time. Why would you I'm not do that? I'm very surprised they don't. I'm very surprised that it's not more, especially for it being one where so, so much of it recognizable. Like, yeah. we recognize the songs and stuff. And honestly, this would be an easier one to do than Guys and Dolls, because Guys and Dolls, you have to get a ton of men or women dressed as men to do the crapshooters ballet. There's no such thing in this. Right. If if anything, you get a female chorus to do I'm Not At All In Love. You can always find a ton of women to do musical comedy, especially, especially at the community theater level. Why does nobody do the pajama game? I'm, I'm with you. It's so cute. We didn't mention that there are some great Flippy Boys during... Ah, uh, once a year day. Once a year day. Yeah. yeah. 
That was when you were like, you gotta get a lot of guys. I was like, you know what else you gotta get a lot of guys for? Yeah. Flippy <laughs> gotta boys. Gotta have those flippy, flippy, boys. flippy boys. We do need some flippy boys. Or flippy girls dressed as boys. Oh, right. That'd be good <laughs> too. Yeah. You know what? Just make them flippy girls. Who cares? Yeah. Flippy people. We're, we're, we're equal opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely weird that this, because this one's light and charming and fun that I don't know why you wouldn't do yeah. it. It's just been forgotten. Like, everybody does guys and dolls, and you do guys and dolls, and everybody knows guys and dolls, so maybe it's the whole thing of like, yeah, but if we did pajama game, would anybody come? And I'm like, then do your job and market it, and make it a classic once again, because it should be a classic. Uh, right. Like, like, by the way, Bob Fosse, everybody does, like, people do Pippin, which I don't understand that sometimes. I'm like, really? Have you, have you seen Pippin? Because, <laughs> hmm... When we get to that, I'm going to tell you how many community theater productions I've seen. And you're going to go, community theaters do Pippin? And you'll understand that reference when I get there. So, yeah, uh, the pajama game. It's it's just as delightful as Guys and Dolls. And uh, I love it. I do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, again, had no real idea what to expect from it. And it was 100% charming. Um Favorite numbers? Favorite number? You started. I I don't know. That's why I was asking. Oh. Because <laughs> um, they're all so I know. good. <laughs> like, usually I'm like, oh, there's like a couple that I really like. This one, it's like, fuck, all of them are good. <laughs> they're they really all charming were. in a different way. Like, even I'm Not At All In Love mm-hmm. is so much fun to watch. Yeah. There Once Was a Man is so adorable. Small talk is she's opening that cupboard in his face. Hilarious. I think I would. I guess I'll pick. There once was a man. I just love the. I love the that chemistry of the so two of them. Fun. And yeah. it's just so silly, like the way that it's sung through. And and I think I'm just gonna go with that one. That's a good choice. It's hard to like. It's hard to pick. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Steam Heat, right? I mean, okay, okay, yeah. Like somebody has to pick Steam Heat, yeah. right? I was like, that seems a little too obvious, but also it's. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, again, it's hard because they're all great, but fucking Carol Haney for me is the star of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. She steals the the one flaw in this movie is she's not in the first yeah, act as much. There's not enough of her. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole second act is mostly her uh, doing great work. Um, and this is kind of where you start getting more and more of her and, um, she's fucking wonderful and it's really, really tragic that we didn't get her, um, any longer than we did because if she could have done this for another fucking 40 years. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go with Hernando's hideaway. I am. Okay. Also, Also, yeah. Yeah. Those are the three I I would have chosen from, I think. Thirsty Carol Haney, you got you got no complaints from me. And the weird like dancing in the dark, all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm down. Dancing in dancing in the dark, you say. Do 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 do. Everything goes together eventually. Everything ties it's together. Really weird. All of a sudden, Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse were in this movie. <laughs> well, Janice Page from the Pajama Game is going to be in a movie with Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse. What? Yeah. It's all one it's all connected same. web. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that was the pajama game. 
And we rented it from the library. We rented, um, we checked it out from the library. You can purchase it for like 10 bucks off of Amazon. You can get the disc. It's not that expensive. It does pop up at half price books occasionally too. Uh, we, uh, it's so good. If you've never seen it, please make time to watch Definitely it. Definitely strongly, yeah. strongly recommend it. I know so. at the very least the Steam Steam Heat number is on YouTube and we can link to that. I'm we sure, I'm sure, sure a lot we'll of the numbers are. All of the numbers for this <laughs> like throughout the week this episode comes out. You yeah. should watch this. You should watch this. Also this. And uh, you should, of course... <gasps> Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> I'm still so tickled I did that. Thing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and uh, talk to us, Twitter, Facebook, do the things, and we will talk to you next week. I've been one of your hosts, Wendy, joined by these two guys. These two hooligans. I'm Vinny. And I'm Mike. And have a good week. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. The Musical.